Do you get frustrated at other people's behavior? Do you just wish that people would play by the rules, do what they're supposed to, and stop making a mess of everything? I hear you and understand, Kindred. I have a tendency to lean toward control in certain situations. Today, let's talk about mindful thinking to alleviate those frustrations and get your head in a less stressed and frustrated space. Ladies, are you in a new season of your life? Are you searching for clarity in your career? Do you need the freedom to focus on yourself? Are you ready to follow God's plan for your life? Welcome to Choose Your Next Yes. Hi, Kindred. I'm Mel, a professional woman, mom of grown-ups, coffee, and Jesus lover. I've had a lot of big life changes, and I haven't always been clear about God's plan for me. So I pursued too many of the wrong things in my life and career. This led to stress, anxiety, and a lack of self-care. I finally stopped moving on my own and started listening to God's voice to find clarity and peace and achieve my goals. And now my mission is to help you learn to listen to God's voice and know when to say yes to the right things and no to everything else. Let me show you how to clarify your purpose and pursue your personal and professional goals in this next phase of life. Pour yourself a cup of joe and grab a notebook and pen. Kindred, it's time to focus on yourself and reclaim the woman you once aspired to be. Before we get started, I would like to take this opportunity to read a review on Apple iTunes. This is from Kim Stewart. And she has entitled it, Take With You Into That Season. Sorry, Take God With You Into That Season. And she says, Jesus girls, look no further for the encouragement you need to head into the next chapter of life. God is there with you. And Dr. Mel is here to support you every step of the way. Highly recommend you tune in. Kim, thank you for that awesome review. I appreciate it. And if you would like for me to read your review, just hop on over to Apple iTunes and leave a review. All right, guys, let's go ahead and get started. I am the controller of all things. I have been this way for a very long time. And I remember even being the controller way back when my brother and I were little. And I told him what to do like a real boss. I've always been particular and controlling about things like how the laundry's folded, how the dishwasher is stacked, where things go in the house, how my classroom was run. I got upset about things like date nights or trips that didn't happen the way I envisioned them or suppers that went awry, in my mind, of course, and so many other things in my life. It was so bad that when I was a teacher, I had a student aide and she came in every day. She had a specific hour that she came in. That was her assignment for the day during that hour. And she came into my classroom and I didn't let her do anything because I was so controlling because I didn't trust her to do it my way. And that's in air quotes, by the way. Now, I did not let her do anything. She did a few things, but I was so particular that I only let her do things that I wasn't worried that she would mess up. And I realized many years ago, this wonderful little thing about myself, and I've started to let that go in my midlife age. And what helped me realize this is when I would do things like maybe put together a party or something like that, 
No one wanted to help. And that was because I was so controlling. And since I didn't trust them or I griped about the way they did everything, they just stopped wanting to help me, which left everything to me. I created this culture in my home and in my classroom of not being good enough to be up to my high standard. And I realized that this was a problem. It is exhausting trying to be the person to do all the things and not let anyone help you. Ladies, you're going to run yourself ragged and wear out and burn out super quickly if you don't let other people help you. And not only are you going to burn out, but you're cheating other people out of a chance to shine. They may have an amazing skill set that they're ready to try, and you're just cheating them out of the chance to refine that skill. Ladies, I'm still a work in progress. There are still things that I want to control, but I'm learning to let that go, and I'm learning to be okay with things being different than I would do them. So let's talk mindful thinking to get us where we want to be and be okay with the things that are not exactly the way we envision them or want them to be. So number one, recognize your thoughts as negative or positive. Try to find the neutral thoughts. Those are just the facts. The facts are things like the dishes need to be put in the dishwasher because they're in the sink. That's a fact. What is a negative or positive thought in your brain is the way the dishes go in the dishwasher. Then try to assign a feeling to those thoughts. What emotion does it spark in you or do you associate with it? When you're trying to recognize your thoughts and you're trying to decide whether they're negative or positive and what the neutral thoughts are that you're going to pick out, the just those facts that you're trying to pick out. You know, try to think about that in relation to your work, to your home. You know, at work, sometimes we get upset um, with the powers that be for not doing the things that we think that they should be doing. Remember, you may not always see the completed puzzle and how all those little pieces fit together. You're just seeing what's in your little corner of the world. And sometimes we forget that there are other pieces that fit in this puzzle. And just because we only see our part doesn't mean that our part is complete. And that if we only do it our way, something may go goofy up the line somewhere. And having emotions or thoughts or feelings about something, it's not It's not bad at all. You just have to learn what the impact of your emotion is and how to control it if it's going to be a negative impact. So aim for some regulation in your emotion. We're not going to suppress that emotion. You're allowed to have emotions and feelings. Just think about what that's going to do if you use it negatively, if you have an outburst because you're angry or upset or you aim for perfection and it's not happening. And number two, determine the catalyst for your thoughts. Usually the catalyst for my thoughts is the need to control the situation and the need for perfection. Our assumptions and our beliefs equal our actions, which equals our results. So let's think of it like this. So our beliefs, our perspectives, what we like, what we dislike, they're often things that make us rigid rigid and shape our thinking. And how we were raised and what we were taught are those things that shape our present day thoughts. Let me give you an example. If you were taught as a kid that soda is unhealthy, then you may have avoided soda your entire life. So you go to a friend's house and 
you're going to have dinner and they serve soda with dinner. You may get upset about that. Your friend isn't wrong. It's just the fact that you have different perspectives about drinking soda. You're neither one wrong. It's just how you were raised. Which leads me to point number three, recognizing other people's perspectives and understanding. When you're in a new relationship or you have a new job or you go to a new church or you meet new people, you have to learn about them. You have to learn their little idiosyncrasies and about what makes them tick. And then you guys have to find a place where you can meet somewhere in the middle. Find some common ground between each of you. Be flexible and open to their way. They may see a better way than you do. And different does not mean wrong. I have had to learn that just because it's different, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if the forks are up or down in the dishwater, dishwasher, as long as they're in the dishwasher to get washed. And don't take it personally. Everything is not about you. At least it's likely not about you. If you're being controlling, it's possibly about you. They may just not know your expectations, which leads me to point number four, communicate your expectations to others. You have to communicate and tell people what you want or they're not going to know. Sometimes we think we've communicated clearly, but we just may not be as clear as we think. I am so bad about that. I'll think things in my head. And then when I say it, like I leave parts out because I'm just like, I told you that. And they're like, no, you didn't tell me that. And then I'm like, oh, you know what? I think I just thought that in my own head and forgot to communicate that to you. I am learning to do that more clearly. And sometimes we just simply have not communicated at all. We think about it, we get busy, and we forget to tell other people what we are thinking. So let's recap real quickly. Number one, recognize your thoughts as negative or positive. Number two, determine the catalyst for your thoughts. Number three, recognize other people's perspectives and their understanding. And number four, communicate with others. Hopefully that will help you be a little less stressed and a little less controlling and a little friendlier, my friends. I hope today's show has been a blessing to you and that you continue on your path toward everything that God has in store for you. Make sure to hop on over to um, Apple Podcast and leave me a rating and a review. That way I know what content you enjoy and it helps me to grow the show because it gives me exposure. And be sure to hit that subscribe button so that you never miss a new episode. As always, may your conversations always be full of grace and seasoned with salt. God bless you, friends. <music>